What's good, y'all? Welcome to the Messy Roots Podcast. This may be your first time listening to the podcast because you are here for the four-part series, Son of the Hustle. I am so excited for you to partake, listen, enjoy, take notes in this four-part series. I sit down in this four-part series and have a conversation with my dad. And this conversation was just super nourishing. It was needed. Um, We should have done it a long time ago because it was just so good. Um, And it really helped me to understand who I am and what I'm all about. And it helped me to connect further to my purpose, to God, to all of those things. And so in each part, there's going to be a lesson that we learn. And I think it's really, really important for us to really think about how listening to our stories, hearing from other people, definitely specifically um, our parents, those who are in our families, how that can help us as coaches and help us as leaders. And I'm going to immediately start off by saying, like, the reason why is because you must know your story. As a leader, it is so important for you to know your story because then it also helps to get you connected to the things that make you tick, the things that you really are like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this, but you continue to explore and do it. So this is an experience that needs to be had. The other thing is I'm really fascinated with the word hustle and towards the end of the four part series we begin to really define what hustle means for us um and that's why i called it that but i'm not going to really mention that in this first part of this series in this series i in this part i really want you to really really take in one your origin story that's the first thing like listening to your parents or whomever, your grandparents, to really tap into your origin story. The second thing is I hope that this influences you to record your parents, record relatives, and really kind of get that information because it's not until it's too late that you actually wish that you were able to hope and and, and cherish something like this. So I want you to get those two things first. And then the last thing is I want you to see and really hear and feel where in your family origin story, your family's history, that you kind of make some connection points or interject yourself into it. Again, this helps us as coaches and as leaders to really, really show up as our most authentic self when we know our background story and when we know our people. So I, I hope you really love it. I'm introducing you to my dad, super amazing, my best friend. Let's go. Excited. Welcome to the Messy Roots Podcast. Charming. Why do you think you're charming? Why? Why wouldn't I? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> okay, now you could be yourself. Anything. First of all, <laughs> I didn't be myself. Do you? You? Okay, go ahead. Say your name. What's oh, your... my name is Malford H. Shaw. I'm okay. the father of Mario Javon. That Shaw. sounds good. 
I like your glasses, Thank actually. You. Thank you. Those are new. Now, I had over a year just you finally paid attention to me. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I'm going to ask you a series of questions okay. on the podcast. All right. Um, it'll be about raising me, how you was born, how you was raised, okay. and stuff, and um, advice you would give leaders and stuff. Oh, okay. So that'll be good, right? Oh, oh yeah. You know how to uh, yeah yeah I would give, give great advice yeah I, I would do the four I would I would tell them about you know more than anything yeah yeah, yeah. okay so uh, where was you born and raised oh I was born and raised in Cleveland Ohio right down off of Thirty Sixth Street down there that's the ghetto ain't it? please at that time it wasn't we didn't know what no ghetto was to Stevie Wonder started singing it. Wait, when does Steve, when does, oh, the one of his songs? The ghetto, yes. Oh, one so that's the songs. only time you knew. Him and Marvin Gaye, or oh, is it Marvin Gaye might have sang. Anyway, that's when they really, but you didn't know, uh, actually that was the good thing about it though. Yeah. Uh, coming up and living in the inner city and being poor and not knowing you poor. So you was poor? I, I didn't know I was. <laughs> Matter of fact, when I found out I was poor, I cried. <laughs> How old was you? Oh, 12. And you found out you was poor? Yeah. Way. Because, yeah. you know, when you when you brought up with your parents and they love you, you get stuff Yeah. Uh, during Christmas, birthdays, yeah. back to school, and certain <laughs> things are a tradition. Uh-huh. And your friends are all doing the same thing. Everybody always got back to school clothes. Easter clothes, yeah. clothes for Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when yeah. you're in that environment and everybody's, is, you don't know you're poor because it yeah. seems like everything is equal. So oh, that's I real. thought, and I, we had a car. Yeah. All my friends had a car. My father drove a 56 Caddy, baby. Come on. That's great. He but this was during the 90s, the 40s and 50s, right? I was born in 49. Oh, so you was... I was born grew, in 49. Grew up in the 50s and 60s. Right. Yeah. I grew up in the 50s and 60s. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And oh, when I when I was little, we lived off of 36th Street. And I have uh-huh. to distinguish between my father and my stepfather. And when I say my father, uh-huh. I really be referring to my uh, stepfather. Because oh. that was, the, uh, even though... He was the one who raised me, uh-huh. and uh, he the one that taught me how to be a friend. Okay. He, he's the one that gave me the philosophy. So what's the philosophy to he, be he a friend? Told me, he told me that if a father, he said, some things you tell your friend. She going to stop me with all of that. Uh... Some, <laughs> yeah. Some things he's told me, this is what he told me, and, and this is how our friendship began. Uh-huh. He told us, he said, there are some things you'll tell your father, mm-hmm. and there's some things you'll tell your friend. Mm. But if your father is your friend, you'll tell him everything. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So I do feel like I do feel like you was a, a friend to us as well, not just a like a father. Right. So talk about the Shaws and stuff, because they oh. came from the South. They came Up from Tennessee. To- Okay. They came from Tennessee. Actually, the story about the Shaws, it was very... Now, actually... I know. My real father and them family had money. Right. My, but they didn't give your mama oh, well, uh, money. Or how did that go? Uh, well, see, my father... <laughs> let me tell you about my grandfather. Tom Shaw was a waiter. Right. And then he, 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 he was a waiter and he worked his way up. Uh-huh. And my grandmother, 
That's how he met my grandmother. Mm. And they really, it was a secret in our family about how he built his wealth. Right. Because everything was always in my grandmother's name, and we never knew why. Uh-huh. Now, one of my aunts told me that long time ago, believe it or not, when the, when they had to flee uh-huh. from the Carolinas, because we're from the Carolinas. Right. My, my, Asheville area, that, right? Hunt, uh, I actually, I, can, I, I don't really know. Okay. You know, because it was a couple, because it's some property, yes. Yeah. And if that's what, the, you know, I, I yeah. don't recall the area. You know, but when we looked it up, that was, you're absolutely yeah, yeah. right, Ashley, yeah. around that area. And my grandfather and them had been involved with the murder, and so they had to leave town, is what my aunt had told us. Right. And so when she told us, when he came up here, they didn't have technology back then, thank God. So mm-hmm. he didn't want to get caught, him and his, his sons. So nothing was never in, in, well, he didn't have any kids at the time. So but he, they, they uh, him and his brothers, uh-huh. right? So after they had supposedly committed this murder about their son, believe it or not, mm-hmm. the rumor that, or what my aunt yeah, it's a told, good rumor. The aunt that told me was, <laughs> and this is what I was told, that <laughs> my father's brother was gay. Mm-hmm. And he was going dating this white guy, mm-hmm. and when the family found out, they were supposed to have murdered my father's brother. Right. I was told that my father had a brother, mm-hmm. and left home at an early age because no one talked about him, and they never knew about him, what had happened to him. Mm-hmm. But my aunt had told me the truth was, the man had supposed to have murdered my father's brother. Mm-hmm. Because he was dating his son. Right. So that night, my father uh, and his brothers murdered their son. Right. And left town that night and never came back. And never, That's crazy. And he never used his name in anything. So no one could track him. That's <laughs> Well, he dead now, so I mean, yeah, so I could, yeah you, know, you could I tell could the story, yeah. Because the other story was the fact was, That's you know, wild. the chip my, that his brother ran away. Yeah. Actually, when I had met this other guy named, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it was he was Mr. Shaw. Mm-hmm. He owned a bar, mm-hmm. and and I was dating his daughter. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I when I was dating his daughter, his mother, when she found out that I was a Shaw. She questioned because she thought maybe we might be related. Mm-hmm. And actually, you're on the bar up on Superior. And we used to go up to his bar, and, and we got a chance to talk. Because he had ran away from home, and he was out of the Carolinas. Mm. And so we thought that there was a possibility he might be kin to my father. Mm-hmm. And that uh, my friend and mother didn't want me dating my, my yeah, cousin, yeah, yeah, cousin, you know. So, you had, they so had to we say had, something. So we had, so they had to say something, and mm. so we investigated. And so me and uh, uh, I can't think of was it Tom? What was his name? Shaw's first name. But everybody knew he had the bar up on 113th and Superior. Mm. Okay, so we got a chance to talk a few times, but we never really did find out because. He had left home at mm-hmm. an early age, mm-hmm. and he was a Shaw, and he was trying to find his people. And I had met other Shaws who were out of sh- Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so what we would do was I would tell him, well, I'm the Shaws of Thomas and Kate Shaw, 
Mm-hmm. And my grandfather was out of the Carolinas, and my grandmother was out of the Tennessee. I used to have it backwards. Mm. I used to say my grandfather was out of Tennessee, mm-hmm. and my grandmother was out of, uh, mm-hmm. out of no, out of the Carolinas. So then, how did your mom get to Arkansas then? Oh, how my mother and them yeah. came from Arkansas, and they came. Uh, the reason that they were from Hope, mm-hmm. and my mother, uh, father wanted a better life. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, my mother's parents were one of the very few people who had electricity. Mm. And they used to tell us how people, and they had a radio. And, mm-hmm. I, and I used to listen to the stories how they used to say on Fridays and certain mm-hmm. that times when people would get together, they would come down to their house and listen to the radio. The radio, radio. that's wow. <laughs> and I used to think that was so <laughs> funny as a child. <laughs> Stop, man. You know, hearing, what? You know, we had yeah. TV, y'all had yeah. no television? Nah, you know. So that makes sense. When you found out you was poor, you was like, what? What? Yeah. That's wild. Well, because my, yeah. my stepfather took care of us, and he believed mm-hmm. that he had not only was, was he taught me how to uh, work and hustle, mm-hmm. you know, so therefore, you know, he made, he wanted a better life for us. Mm-hmm. The things that he thought was important that he didn't have. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that really was funny was he always wanted all his kids to have their own room because mm-hmm. coming up he always had to share a room. Mm. He grew up Pentecostal, and because his pa- parents were pastors mm-hmm. and they were homeowners, they were always helping their family members come up from the south, mm. and they were always people were always staying at his house, and he was always sharing his room. Hmm. So therefore, we very when we were coming up, we didn't have a lot of company hmm. because he wanted to, he didn't want us to grow up with us to have our own rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't want us to always be sharing the rooms, always crying, yeah. sacrificing. Yeah, and he felt that other people didn't appreciate the sacrifices that his father, and that is Mr. Yarbrough. Yeah, my, you know my stepfather. And mm-hmm. the funny thing about my real father's father. They had the coal bin and the ice factory right. down on That's 30th. what you were telling me. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, my father, my father's father actually was rich. Mm-hmm. He was the only man I knew that had two houses. So where does money at now? Oh, well. Why well, ain't got believe, none? Well, because, <laughs> well, well, I'm going to tell you. My father didn't want believe in really. He wanted his father to take care of him. Uh-huh. He wanted to be, you know, he wanted, yeah. He wanted to be a rich kid, spoiled brat. Oh yeah, yeah. And, that's and just my saying. grandfather believed in working. Mm. So my father led me to believe that his father, you know, mm-hmm. could never do nothing mm-hmm. for him, which I found out later was a lie. Because <laughs> I found a picture of him all the his suits and the Shaw boys with some of the sharpest boys in town. <laughs> they, I'm serious. And that's in Cleveland, or that was that, in that was in Cleveland. That was by Seventy Ninth and Rawlings. Off of Seventy Ninth and uh-huh. Rawlings, they had a, a big lot, uh-huh. and they had two houses on one lot. Mm. He's the only man I know that had two houses on one lot. Uh-huh. Where in the back house, uh-huh. where he kept all his money and hid it. Uh-huh. And when he died, they tore the house up, and my cousins then found the money. No one never knew how much money they found. Cause mm-hmm. he didn't believe in banks. Yeah, but I know but all of them bought houses and new cars. Oh wow! <laughs> so they all used the money yeah. then. After. So they got you know. That's so crazy. That yeah, so, yeah. You know, some people got kids, something. And, and I never knew a man where 
the kids stayed, had their own house yeah. in the back, and the younger kids stayed, and it was a two family up front, yeah. and the kids stayed upstairs, and they stayed downstairs. Hmm. just so grateful and so happy to just have the opportunity to really record my dad and to hear this story you know something that's really interesting to me and I know that it probably resonates with a lot of queer people is that often um, queer voices queer stories are eliminated from family history or it's a secret or we can't track it because nobody wanted to talk about it right and so the fact that in this conversation that I'm having with my dad, there's a clear streamline of queer voices, queer people that actually helped me to be where I am at today. And in that part, I am grateful. And so as we leave here with the first part series, the second part is really going to focus a lot on how you really feed your purpose, feed your history. We're going to talk a little bit more about my dad's upbringing and where that comes from and perhaps maybe why I love all of the things um, that I do. But I really hope that you stick around for all four parts. This has been amazing. The next part come out on Monday. So I love y'all for free. Continue to follow me, Marge Vaughn. Marge Vaughn.com. <laughs>